Welcome to The Morning Crew, a grief podcast hosted by three gals in their mid-20s. Here, talking about grief is completely normal and a part of our everyday life. So grab a cup of coffee or a drink. Grief conversations can actually be that casual. So let's talk about it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Morning Crew. We're excited to be back, and we have a more, I would say, lighthearted topic today. But before we even get into our topic, did want to check in, especially with Kelsey, and wanted to know how your Mother's Day went um, and kind of if you took any of the tips and advice and just kind of give us a brief lowdown if with whatever you'd want to share. Yeah, for sure. No, I think the tips and advice and talking about it ahead of time actually helped a lot. Um, I think all things considered, the Mother's Day went as well as it could have. Um, I think some key things and tips that I would want to send forward is just like feeling like I had no plans that needed where I needed to be on that day or needed to act like nothing was wrong was great. I was with my sister. So being with somebody who I was close to, um, we made it a self-care day. Like, as you said, Kathy, like we door dashed all of our favorite different types of food and we binge watched Bold Type, which is like a fun, easy show. And then we really felt the love of our friends and family. Like I do want to shout out like a big group of my friends from college, um, all pulled together a big anthropology gift card for us to use that day, which was one of her favorite stores to go shopping and get something to take our mind off of it. Um, we had our massages booked that day. So that was very relaxing. And then a group of our home friends dropped off um, a care basket with Vuv, which is her favorite champagne. And they handmade her old cookie recipe and made the cookies for us. So like from all angles, we felt so like loved and taken care of. And, you know, my sister and I were just like tired and lazy on the couch and didn't really have to do anything else. We did not check social media. So yeah, people in our life are amazing. I would say just like taking it as a self-care day, turning off as best you can was the best advice. So all things considered, obviously shitty, but nice. <laughs> Kelsey, that's so nice. Oh my gosh, my heart is so full for you. Um, that's amazing. I love that your people have showed up for you. Did you did you notice any time either, either, either like before or like right after or even during where you did get kind of sad and like kind of bummed out or were you able to be pretty distracted? I would say there was like a general level of kind of Kylie and I joked, we were like, out of it, like groggy out of it all day to the point it was almost like our bodies were trying to like protect us or have us not hyper engage in it. And, you know, when we walked into like one of the stores, they were like, happy Mother's Day. And we just kind of like looked at each other and like laughed or like, haha, like unavoidable kind of a thing. Um, but I would say in comparison to her birthday, where I did behind the scenes feel pretty like sad and down and was like overthinking it more. Mother's Day was, I wouldn't call it a happy day, but I would say I was more um, leaning into it. I guess that's the difference, right? Like versus living a day where you're acting, you're at a music festival. Obviously, it was an extreme day being like a stagecoach day versus leaning into it. So I was sad. We were subdued all day. We didn't really directly talk about it a ton. Um, but yeah, definitely a totally different experience than the birthday. So 
great advice from from this episode, honestly, that helped. And yeah, shout out to all the friends who were so helpful. Um, I'm glad that you were able to take away from the episode and also, you know, have kind of like self-care day for you and your sister. And just to echo what Mad said, just that's amazing to hear about all of your friends and their support. Like, it's honestly kind of inspiring. Like, I definitely, even I feel like sometimes I, I try so hard to think of the right thing to support somebody with. And I don't know, once you just pull a group of people together that all have, like, the you as their common thread, like, I'm sure people have ideas. And I know I'm someone that really likes gift giving, too. That's one of my love languages. So for me, it would be something that um, I would, like, take a lot of pride in. So that is probably a great segue <laughs> into um, what we're actually going to talk about, which is how we want to and how to support and when to support somebody grieving. So today we really want to tackle like those of you who maybe have or haven't gone through a loss, but want to help support somebody in your life who is, or maybe you just have a future toolkit to be able to help you out um, if you ever do come across that moment. And I know it's there's definitely no textbook like definition of how to help somebody, especially because people grieve so differently. Like there are people who will want to be in private and be literally like locked in a bathroom and not talk to a single soul while there are other people that want to literally sit on a couch like and talk to you for hours at length about what just happened. So I think it's important to know that uh, grief is super individualistic and the way people grieve is super individualistic. So there's definitely not one size fits all here, but I think that it'd be good to just kind of share what has helped other people through our experiences or what has helped us. Yeah, absolutely, Kathy. And one thing I was thinking of as you were saying that is sometimes it can look that both those ways for one person and even in the same day or like in the same hour, you know, like there can be times when like you want to talk about it and you want to, you know, open up and talk to anybody who could hear and shout it from the rooftops. And there are other times where you can't even find the words and there are other times where you just want to sit and not talk to a single soul. Um, so it's interesting that there are so many different layers to it, um, as we always talk about, which I feel like is our like secret like joke behind is like there's just so many layers to everything. Um, Kathy, I'd also be really intrigued to see how your support has changed, how people have supported you throughout your life because you have gone through so many stages of like becoming who you are without your dad. Um, and there are a lot of people who know those stories about him and, and a lot of people who don't. So I would be and I know we've kind of touched on that, but I'd be curious for you to touch on this episode, especially how you've noticed those changes like throughout the, the life, your lifespan. Yeah. So to go a little bit maybe backwards in a sense, and I come from the perspective of years of um, people supporting me in throughout my grief journey. I think with anything, I feel like after the first couple of years or even after maybe even somebody first initially meets you and, and knows that about you, you might even feel like a ting of support then, even if it's like years after the actual loss. Um, I feel like because it's something that they learn about me maybe a little bit earlier on, not in our first meeting, like I said, I definitely a table it as much as I can until I have to. But um, I know there are people that 
obviously there's a lot of support in the beginning of when you're going through your loss and then also maybe when somebody's first meeting me and then it kind of dwindles down. So it's been interesting to see the different layers and levels of support. Um, I would say just to kind of backtrack to that time, which is so long ago to think about, but for me, it was a lot of support. I was a student and I was in middle school. And so it was a lot of support from my teachers, like faculty and staff at my school, which I wasn't, I would say that was like the most unexpected, especially because you're a tween, you're not really connecting with like adults, really, like you're really just um, solid with your maybe family and not even family, but like your friends are like your number one in your whole world at that point. And so I think the like teacher's aspect for me was really interesting to to see and coaches. Um, my principal came to my dad's funeral and like spoke to my family and stuff, just a lot of support um, from that end. And then they did like an announcement on the speaker, which like over the speaker, because I went to a Catholic school. So like during prayer, one of the prayers was dedicated to him. Um, And so that became like a super public, it became super public at that point. But at the end of the day, like all that really helped me was to be with my best friend, Corey at the time, and just like, literally completely immersed myself into what she was doing, which I believe she had a soccer tournament that weekend. And I, her parents picked me up and like took me to the soccer tournament to be with them like the whole weekend because I just could not spend a minute without her or being with her. And like, I I don't think it was like, so like I did not expect Corey to be pulled from the soccer tournament by any means. It was just more so like I needed a distraction and I needed to go out and do things and pretend almost like to be normal for at least the weekend and then deal with everything. Like once I came back and I also think, um, my parents like didn't want me for when that happened, like didn't want me to be around to have to deal with all of the like adult things. And that's kind of the difference of, I think, going through a loss when you're a child versus like Kelsey being super involved in the planning and everything like that. So for me as a kid, it really helped me to be just completely, completely immersed with my friends' worlds and like act like a, like a kid and not have to feel like this big, huge traumatic event helped me. I think later down the line, obviously that's changed, but but I will say that the distraction of just like being with my friends and like supporting them in whatever they're doing or showing up in their lives for whatever what's going on with them has always served as a healing for me in anything that happens to me, like whether it's a breakup or whether it's like I am going through something shitty at work or something like that. Like the distraction of other people's lives has always been super helpful for me personally. And then I would also say last thing I was going to say is as I've met people later on in life and we can kind of touch back on this when they know of like when if they ask of when my father passed or when his birthday is they make it a reminder like in their phone and I would say that's like my first tip of of the episode is kind of like putting that in your phone and just texting the person on that day it means so much to them to that you took the time to like put that in your calendar and really remember them. And again, it's like Father's Day is like the national holiday that everybody like 
kind of understands and would know that maybe I'm feeling low on that day, but it's the more personalized days to your life, like the birthday or the death anniversary that I think make a little bit more of a difference. So yeah. Yeah, that's a great first tip of the day. It it definitely shows that added layer of thoughtfulness. And I know we've talked before there naturally is a little bit of a divide of the people who knew us like at the time our loved one passed versus after, but that extra effort that somebody is making um, without having known them or without having known you during that time, I definitely think is really nice. And it's one small thing, but it just shows that you care. Um, Quickly before I wanted to dive into something else, I think that's super interesting that it was announced on your school announcements. Like, I don't want to brush over that. I know you said it's a Catholic school, so maybe in the context of the school, that wasn't so crazy. But, and I know, I know you were a kid and it was a long time ago, but did you like that it was just like everyone might as well know, like just make it clear in public? Or was that overwhelming for you that it was made so public? You know, from my school experience, the announcements were like, maybe birthdays and like assembly dates. So something like this feels very personal. <laughs> yeah, I think it's bec- it's the religious aspect of it because it's a prayer at the end of – like we literally had a prayer at the end of every single day at school. Um, and so I think it was just dedicated to him. And I felt like it was the best way for everybody to know, honestly. Like I wasn't going to have a freaking poster or like a sign on my locker <laughs> saying my dad just God. died last weekend. So <laughs> I feel like the announcement was fine. Um, did I get a lot of stares? Yes. And I do remember. And I was honestly thankful because it happened at the end of the day. So it was like right before the bell and then you we just all go got home to go. So thankfully, like right. I didn't, yeah, you just go home. So you're like, they drop the bomb and then you go home. And I was grateful for that. Cause I was like, don't have to deal with people in my class like today after that. Um, but I do remember going to my locker and like, to this day, I remember some girls coming up to me being like, I'm so sorry. How the heck are you here today? Because I believe that happened on a, Saturday and I was back to school like on Monday. Like I didn't take any time off. Um and and that's another thing that we could talk about on another episode, but like the funeral happened on a Thursday morning and I was back in class by Thursday afternoon. Like oh, wow. I literally wow. again just was forcing myself to like still live as normal of a life as I possibly could. And I also think like school was going to be my um like scapegoat or it was going to be the way that I like really dealt with everything. School's your lifeline at that Yeah. Age. Yeah. And it was also though, like I didn't have, and I was a really good academic student. So it was basically me just like fully throwing myself into school at that point. I was like, this is the only thing, like I'm good at it and I'm just going to do it. And that's definitely like a healthy way to deal with things. But I know like other people, Um, And I was young, so there wasn't a lot of, like, outlets for me at the time. But, like, I can only imagine if I was older, like, I know people uh, definitely are victims of substance abuse, like, when going through something like that. Or they find a different channel, you know. So I was just – I kind of, in a twisted way, feel lucky to have, like, not been exposed to those things at the time that I experienced loss because I only knew, like, so much, which was school. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I definitely appreciated it being spoken over the like loudspeaker and 
some girls were just like in awe that I was at school. But again, I didn't know any other way to live. I didn't want to live a different way. Like I was just like, I just want to be a student still. And like, I want to keep doing school. Like that's, that's all I know that for now, that's all I know. So I was like, yeah, I was, um, grateful that it happened that way, to be honest. And, um, in the future, I think then it became kind of like a, I started to become more, I started to become more of who I was and what I had gone through. And then I felt more confident in talking about it myself rather than letting people find out another way. Definitely. No, that makes a lot of sense that it was your way to like rip the bandaid off weirdly in, in one foul swoop. And I'm glad you just got to go home after. Um, but that's so interesting, but also makes sense that you're a kid, you don't have any other outlets yet. You're not handling the logistics. You don't have the like deeper, deeper adult understanding. So for you trying to cling to routine and normalcy and distraction and your brain almost just trying to act like nothing's changed, nothing's different was your best way to go forward. So that that in a weird way does make sense. Yeah, it sounds like almost like a movie, Kathy. Like I just like picture it's like one of those like things whenever you're younger and you have those moments where you're like, this feels like a movie. I'm like, you just like having, I feel like I can't even imagine the feeling of having everybody like look at me when I know we're talking about this. Um, but on the same note, like you're right, like it's good that you didn't have any other vices because God knows how many days in a row I like had to have wine to to get through shit because I would go, I remember very vividly when my papa passed away, who was like the kind of unexpected and like first real experience with grief. Um, I was working at a radio station post-grad and it was the same station that my dad worked at. And so we worked together and it was my dad's dad who passed away. So we had ended up taking off. Like, I don't even think I told my bosses. Like, I think my dad told my bosses and like, we took off like a week or whatever. And then once we had gotten it all sorted and I remember coming back and my boss was like, I remember very vividly the very first day after it happened, I showed up and my boss was like, or I was a receptionist. Like I didn't have like a big, a big job. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm working. And she was like, okay, but it's like nine o'clock in the morning. Your grandpa died yesterday and everybody here knows it. And like, I lasted all of 30 minutes and every single person who would come in would see me first. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure all industries are like this, but radio and media is a very like gossipy, like everybody knows everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I've struggled with throughout like working in media stuff, which I know you guys kind of get too. But um, I remember like, I last at all of like three people coming inside and saying like, Oh, like, how are you? Or like, how's your dad? Or like, what like, whatever and I was like I walked into my boss's office and I was like yep gotta go like I'm done and then I didn't come back for like a week because I was just like <laughs> I cannot yeah. like anytime anybody would come in and I would think I'd be fine and like my dad would cut and I was like I remember my dad and I like met in the hallway and we're like we gotta we gotta bounce like we're done with this place for a while um and it was great because they all sent flowers and stuff but it was kind of nice in hindsight to like have my dad like be at the office with me but it was one of those things too where you're like you're also grieving and like we're trying to figure out like I've never seen you grieve you've never seen me grieve I've never grieved like for the loss of someone like in death and so it was kind of a very like jarring experience and when you were talking about your your schooling it was just like it could it was it was very night and day in very different stages of our lives obviously but also kind of interesting because I had similar feelings where I was like everybody was like what are you doing why are you here and then unfortunately like you had I mean good for you you had more grit than I did I literally hid I was like okay you're right like I took three people talking to me about it and I left because I was like I don't even know what I'm feeling how am I supposed to tell you um but it kind of I didn't even remember that really until you started talking Kathy and it kind of brought back that whole experience for me 
Kelsey, I don't know. Did you have any any kind of experience or any feelings whenever similar? Yes, definitely. Um, so my situation was different in that um, because I was like part of the core like caregiving and my mom's condition was declining. Like I had – I worked like kind of as long as I could to the point where like I was on a Zoom meeting when she like passed out one day and I had to be like, okay, I can't be working anymore during this. Like this is too much and I had to take time off of work. So I was already in an out of work had shut work out. Work was amazing. And like I did transition stuff slowly. And then so it wasn't like a 180. Um, but work was already off my plate. And so I was like already deeply engrossed. And then not to mention, we're now living in an era where work from home is an option. So the thought of like physically going into my office the next day or physically going to school the next day feels insane to me. So props to you guys. But um, on the theme of you know, what people did to support me and to support my family and to try to help give more tips to people or give people ideas. Because back to our initial point, there's no one right way to do it. But it's also something people have a lot of fear around that they don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or they everyone feels so bad, but they don't know what to do. And so I feel like I had a pretty eclectic response and in, you know, modern times, only a little under uh, a year ago. Um, I think one of the biggest themes, though, is to not put put the support request onto the person. So not have somebody be like, what can I do for you? Because then it requires, it's like a weird burden on you to think of, um, I guess we need help with groceries today. Like that feels kind of weird. Overall, whatever the theme is, being able to just take action and doing something. So of course we had people sending flowers and cards and we can go into a little more detail even about like writing and cards later. Um, I had friends step in and take over part of the planning of the service. I had people who just said, I'm going to stop by and give you a hug. Um, after the service, had a friend plan a spa day, like, let's go do this. Um, before the service, I had a friend just send me, hey, do you have shoes for the service? And I was like, no, I have not thought about that. Like, that was never a detail I was thinking of. And she sent me and my sister three black low heel shoe options and said, which ones do you like? And we said those, and she just shipped them to the house, like without asking any questions. Um, at the service, I had a friend show up with little necklaces that were custom made with a little K and a little four to represent the four Ks of our family. Um, like people really came at it from all different angles. We had um, one of my friend's moms, because like I had to help, like I've I've shared, I was essentially like one of the core like logistics planners of the service. And I've never really done an event with like big florals before and I didn't know like flower names and arrangements. So she was just like, I'll pick you up at six. I made an appointment at the flower shop here. Like, let's go together. And she sat with me and because she, she wanted to make sure it was like my vision, but she helped. And so I think the theme across all of that and not to mention we had from the end of her being sick through a little bit after she passed. Um, a group of our friends and family had already organized like a meal delivery thing for like a few nights a week dinners and like dropping off different dinners. So that's all over the board in terms of like ways to support. And these are all people I will say, it's not like these are like loose acquaintances. These are all people who are like pretty much in our core community and circle. 
but it kind of covers the gambit like of the love languages and like whatever makes sense for you or what you know of that person. You know, for some people, it was an act of service. For some person, it was a gift. For some person, it was the physical touch of a hug. Um, you know, it, it goes through. I know I'm missing a couple love languages, but I would say all of those things like ended up being things that really, really helped. I mean, even the morning after she had passed and she passed like in the middle of the night. So like we barely had gotten sleep. Um, my dad's like very best friend, childhood best friend came over and he was just like being so great and there for us as we were like, you know, that's as vulnerable of a state as you're going to be in is like the right after. Um, and he was just like, tell me where to get breakfast. Like I'll go pick it up. And, you know, we gave him a breakfast burrito spot and we didn't exactly tell him it was in a little bit of a shadier part of town. And so he came back and he was like, where did you guys send me? Like, what is this? <laughs> He's like, I walked in and he was like, it was obviously really good food, but he was like, I was not prepared for that. And so it was like a funny way to like laugh. And he gave us our breakfast burritos. We were talking and it's just like the littlest things and the littlest acts of kindness or the littlest ways to just like do something, um, I would say are the theme. So I know Mads, like your grandfather's passed more recently. And Kathy, you've also had other people in your life and other friends who've passed away more recently. I'm curious as like adults, if you guys have experienced other ways you have been supported or you have been able to support someone else having been grievers yourself. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I was laughing whenever you said that, um, when you were talking about your experience, because I had a very similar experience, um, around when the services and things were. Um, and one thing that made me smile, which I think about is I remember when, um, my papa had passed away. I called my very best friend of like 20 years. And I was like, I just said, I was like, I need you. And she was like, okay. And then she, I knew she was studying for finals because he passed away in May. And she like got in her car and just came over. And I just sitting on my floor and she came in and like found me in the basement. And I was just like, Papa died. And she was like, yep. And then she like brought like whiskey and we took a shot of whiskey. She's like, what do you need? Do you need to be with Kennedy? Who's my sister? She's like, do you need to be with Kennedy? Do you need to be like by yourself? Like, what do you need? And I was like, yeah, you know, like I need to be with Kennedy. So she drove me and my Yeti cup of alcohol that I should not have had in the car to my sister. And then as soon as I was done, I was like, okay, I'm done being with people. She drove me back home. And it was funny because when my grandpa passed away, I lived here on the coast and she was still my first call. And I was like, hey, I'm getting on a plane. I think grandpa has a couple hours left. I'm going to try to make it. And she was like, let's take a shot. And we took a shot of whiskey. And I was like, okay, I'll text you when I get to him. Hopefully he's still hanging on by the time I get there. And it was just kind of like this like way of like making it this casual, like let's take a shot and let's figure it out because that's what we do. Um, and so I've kind of had that dual experience. And then afterwards for the services, I had a very similar, like my now stepmom, but at the time was just like my dad's partner. Um, she took me and my sister to get our nails done. And she took us to TJ Maxx and got us these new dresses and like the full thing. And she's like, everyone's going to be looking at you. You're going to be standing up there. It's going to be a long ass day. Let's make sure you feel good. And that was something that I didn't even realize 
I needed or thought about and she had grieved and she knew how, I mean, she has kids of her own, but the way that like someone who wasn't directly impacted, I mean, she was directly impacted, but like someone who wasn't like a parent or like a sibling or whatever took us under her and was like, we're going to do this. Um, So that was really great. And then I do have to touch on it because I still, I mean, this happened in 2019 or 2018 and years later, I still think about it. Um, My family and I are very close and I've got a group of cousins that I'm very, very close with. And in hindsight, I probably should have even asked their mom, my aunt, but I didn't. I just like crashed at their house. Like I was like, okay, we're in the burbs of Chicago where I'm from. I was like, I'm going to stay with you. You're going to have two extra kids. I don't even, I think we all were just like sleeping in bed with whoever there was a spot open. Like it was just, we kind of bunked up like we did when we were little. She fed us all um, the whole thing. Then we roll into the service. And I remember so vividly, one of my cousin's best friends looks at me and she was like, you guys would, you assholes would look like the Kardashians at a funeral. And I was just like, oh my God. God. Like It was just like one of those moments where she was like, she was like, you guys would be like grieving your first loss and still look like the damn Kardashians. Cause we're all like dolls, like having these like dark features and I remember to this day like that was like a good like break of like people everybody's like I'm so sorry like trying to talk to us about it and she was like that was the first thing that Mal said and I was like yep that's what we needed today so it was kind of these all these funny different layers that came into it while you were talking Kelsey um and being uh compared to the Kardashians while I'm grieving is a great feeling but uh (laughs) Kathy I'd be curious I want to hear more about your experience now that I've uh crossed all the all across the board there on mine well, I actually, I had a question that I was interested in that kind of came up in your stories, both of you. Do you like when somebody says, uh, I'm so sorry for your loss? Like, do you think it's uh, overused or is it like, what else are you supposed to say? Because I feel like I have been in a situation where I'm kind where like, let's say I'm the acquaintance of somebody that has lost somebody. And like that just generally seems like the appropriate thing to say. However, I literally almost named this podcast. I'm sorry for your loss because it's so overused at the same time. So I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? I, I feel neutral about it. Um, I feel like it's one of those like automatic things. Like we've said, like there's no textbook for it, but if there was like, that would be on page one of like what to say, like, I'm so sorry for your loss. (laughs) Um, I think people like are usually like, obviously we've addressed people are always well-intentioned, but to me, I would say that doesn't bother me or anything. I would say like, I'm sure the more and more you hear it and the more and more I did hear it, it does, you know, it loses a little meaning, but I think especially when you are in the acquaintance bubble, that that's better. I think if you are significantly closer to someone, if you knew the person, I think that's like pretty formal. You know what I mean? Like I would like thinking about writing a card, like if it's somebody that I knew well, or I knew the person, Yes, I'd say so sorry for your loss. Like, I hope you're surrounded by so much support. Um, I loved XYZ person very much. Like, I'll always smile when I think of this thing. Like, I would personalize it and be like, I'm here and like send flowers and then show up in some way. Like I said, some way where you just like do something without asking them. If it's somebody more distant, like so-and-so's relative that I kind of knew, then I'd maybe more lean into, I'm so sorry for your loss, thinking about you and your whole family. Um, I think the things that rub me the wrong way, and I will preface it that, again, everyone has good intentions and my family is not particularly religious, but I think whenever anyone like teeters in the phase of like, God has a plan 
or like everything happens for a reason or they're in a better place now, don't do it for me. Um, because like, it's just like, I, I don't even want to like go too deep into that. I feel like that's implied, but it's just like, yes, the general thought of heaven is comforting, but to the, the better place to the person who's physically there is them continuing to physically be there and thinking everything happens for a reason is so not sensitive to a situation. That one I feel like has very little and the whole God has a plan. I know when people are religious and bigger believers in whatever religion they practice, maybe that has like more comfort. But overall, I would say unless you're really confident in somebody's religious beliefs that like that also, especially fresh in the moment, does not feel right, especially when it's someone who was taken prematurely too soon from a horrible illness. Um, But I would be curious also on your guys' thoughts to those um, phrases and things that are not as great. Oh, Kelsey, thank you for saying that. I know that sometimes that's something that a lot of people don't like to touch on, and I feel the exact same way. Um, I remember one time when someone did that, and they're like, oh, they're in a better place now. I literally was like, how do you know that? Like, I literally was like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's not true, whatever. And I know that, um, you know, they're like, God has a plan. And I'm like, if God, and I've said this before, it's something I've struggled with religiously because I wasn't raised very religious. I'm like, if God had a plan, why did this happen the way that it happened? Because it doesn't, it seems really messed up to me. Um, so thank you for touching on that. One thing that I've learned to say, because um, we're talking about tips, is like, since I've now gone through it, which I don't think I would have had this skill beforehand, um, is be like, hey, like, I know. And it, it's even so like, not like if someone's like grieving, like one of my friends found out that like her boyfriend was cheating on it. I was like, there's literally nothing I can say right now that's going to make you feel any better. But like, if you want a distraction, or you want me to try, or you just want to tell me why things suck right now, that's okay. Um, but I know that there's like nothing I can say or do that will like take this pain from you. And I feel like admitting that because sometimes when you're in those moments, you don't feel like there's anything that you can do and you feel so lost. And so, you know, dark, they're just like, there's, there's nothing that you can say. And so it's nice sometimes for someone to realize that. Um, and one thing I've learned in the grieving process is that I've tried to be aware that like, I give obviously my friends and people who I'm close with the love when it's happening, but I also know like the week after or two weeks after when it's not new anymore to everybody, it it sometimes gets forgotten about. I'm sure you both have had that because both of your losses have been so, such everyday people for you that I can't imagine that it's like, you know, you, everybody had, I had all this attention everybody was doing all this stuff for me. And then two weeks go by or like Kathy's like, I graduated high school and I still didn't have my dad there and nobody cared about that. So I'd be curious to see or hear about if you have had those experiences, Kathy, and how, like, I I know that I always harp back on this, but it's very interesting to me that you have become who you are um, with so many, with dealing with these stages of grief, because I only know it as an adult, and you have really crossed a lot and done a lot for yourself and had to figure it out yourself. Um, So that, that's something that I was, I would love to hear you talk on if you, if you're okay with it. Yeah. Um, probably a tease for another time that those milestones, there are people that make those milestones a lot easier and uh, do and almost always recognize the fact that my dad like would be so proud of me on this day or that he's with us in spirit today um, and make it a point to tell me that, which is really comforting to hear because it doesn't feel like I'm the only one that remembers. Um, And especially because 
of maybe like, again, I, I mentioned like my mom and I grieving in different ways. Like she kind of tiptoes around it sometimes, especially on those days. And I actually have appreciated the people in my life who just flat out like bring him up on those days. Um, and I know like for me, some of some of those people are family members and definitely always, again, just really have made an effort to bring him into the picture, the conversation on those days, which has been super nice to have and to remember because I definitely, it's definitely a heavy, a heavy thought on those days that are supposed to be super joyous and celebratory. And I, I don't think I've gone a milestone without thinking about it. I will say that. Um, but I will say like, again, just people, People be, I just think the people that are so close to you are stay so cognizant of those facts, which is crazy to me because when you're the one that's going through the grief, you're like, I would never think that my friend is going to remember this about me or my loss like on, t- on a day like today. And they do. And it's just, I give a, a lot of credit to like the friends and family that do show up and do remember. Like, again, it's just one of those like insane kind of things that you don't think about when you're in the phase and the fog of um, haze and the fog of everything going on. Yeah. I think both of you guys made such great points. I relate to so much of this. I like to your point, Kathy, grief can feel so isolating. You feel so in your head. Hence this podcast of giving like us and others a chance to engage in it. But I agree that like it's not just the stereotypical Mother's Day, Father's Day, or the stereotypical, like, maybe... I remember, Kathy, we barely knew each other yet. Like, you hadn't even, I think, picked who your hosts were going to be. And you texted me on Thanksgiving saying, Happy Thanksgiving. I know this is the first Thanksgiving without your mom, like, thinking of you or something like that. And I remember being like, that was so nice. Like, in my head, like, of course, on the first Thanksgiving, I was hyper aware of that. And it was just so great that you did think of that. And again, not not that this covers like every human being and acquaintance, but like if you're in somebody going back to our first episode and talking about your circle and like the immediate ring of people around you, like being thoughtful of those things, I think does go a really, really long way. Um, I was going to say one other thing too, but it, I've lost it. So I'll I'll speak <laughs> up again if it comes back to me. Okay, maybe hopefully it'll come back to you. But it's it's funny you say that, Kat, or Kelsey, because I felt I have a coworker who I've recently gotten. I've only had my new job, you know, since December. Um, and I remember she had told me she's a little bit younger than me, and she had told me like, "Hey, this is my year of my grip of being passed away. It's the first person I know who has passed away." She kind of talked to me about it. So I had picked up on stuff, and I like brought her her favorite Starbucks order that day. And I remember she was like, oh, my God, that was so sweet. And she was so touched. And then the next, like a little bit later, like a couple weeks later, it was my grandpa's first, which I talked to you guys about. But I didn't really bring anything up at work just because I didn't want to talk about it. And I walked in and I remember like it hit me throughout the day and I said something to her and she was felt so bad. She was like, I feel so bad. You brought me coffee. And I was like, it's not it's not like linear. It's not the same. It's not parallel. Like what my feeling doesn't change how you're feeling me not telling you, like, how are you supposed to know? Like you, like, I didn't tell you, like, I didn't tell you about it. Um, and so it's, I've noticed that that's happened a little bit where like once I act and then I was like, well, now I feel like I don't want to talk to her about it. Cause I don't want her to feel worse that like she didn't do anything, but also like mm-hmm. I didn't need it. Like she went and did lunch with her grandma and went to church. And I was like, we're just so like, I'm also got a couple years on you. And it's, 
a second person of grieving. So I've already had to know these feelings and I know these thoughts and I know what could have helped me. Um, one thing, Kelsey, to your point of like, Kathy texting you at Thanksgiving, oh my gosh, I don't know why your guys' K names are giving me such a hard time this episode. Um, my girls, come on. Um, but Kelsey, I know that there's been times where I'll be at work lately and I've like, I'll, I'll be thinking, and I know I've done it a couple of times, but I've texted you and it's been like TGIF with your mom's emojis I because I know you talked about that. it in an episode. <laughs> I even I was I want to ask you though because I don't know like I've thought about it when I've done it I've done it privately and I've done it in our group chat does that ever put you in a spot and be honest there I thought like I don't want to text her this and to make her sad and I always try to think of like bringing out the right emojis and I'll like spend like while I'm having my coffee in the morning at work I'll like try to find the best ones as to like for the weekend but does that is that ever something that you're like okay like people or if people bring stuff up when you're not feeling it or if you don't have those feelings you probably both have 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 viewpoints on that and have had experiences with that but Kelsey I know yours is newer so what what are your thoughts I was literally going to add that same thing because no, the first time you did that, it like blew me away that it was just so thoughtful that you remembered. I've said it maybe once on a really early podcast that that was just a little thing my mom used to do, TGIF and a a lot of funny emojis. And anyone close to who's listening like will have received that. And the first time you did that, I was just like, oh my God, you picked up on that, your use of emojis. And I just thought it was so nice and thoughtful. And every time you've done it since, literally it has never made me sad. It has only put a smile on my face because it's reminding me of something positive and fun and little and cute and random that I miss. And it's showing that like, you know, loss is shitty, but the a slight theme of this episode is that like, if you were to ever pull a silver lining out of it. It is that it shows you how good people are and how thoughtful people are. And it reminds you of like who's in your corner and who's in your circle and who's in your community. And people come ha- came back from like, I hadn't talked to years in my life who like came back and said really nice things and were supportive or people who stepped up who I'd never expected and then meeting new people because of it who are still being thoughtful. So the one silver lining and positive is just a reminder like, with all the shit that's going on in the world, people are really good. And so Mads, 100%, it has never made me sad. It has always just been thoughtful. Like this bond now the three of us have, and like like Kathy and I joked when we met where we're like, we don't know each other's favorite color, but we know like all of our deeper, darker like shit we've been through. <laughs> um, it's definitely really nice. And I have always appreciated it. And I also really quickly did remember what I was going to say before, which was calling out (laughs) that I agree, Matt, that before I forget again, that um, sometimes just acknowledging, (laughs) I know nothing I say is going to change anything or like, I know nothing I say is really going to make you feel better and kind of calling that out to almost take the pressure off of your message that you don't need to send this like, perfect, like beautiful letter to somebody that you can call that out, but you can be like, cause there's so much with grief and loss support where you're just like, you're beating around the bush. Cause everyone's trying to be polite and no one wants to make you more upset by, but kind of hitting it head on. Like, I realize this is one of the most horrible things that could have happened to you. And it's, there's nothing I can say to make that better. However, I'm here, I'm going to show up in X, Y, and Z ways or Mads to your, your point of like, Option A, I can bring you alcohol. Option B, I can distract you. Like option C, like like making almost like light of it of like I'm here and being mindful of like the immediate time is really important. But at some point, 
knowing that support fades a little bit, just natural flow of life at the fall of no one and being able to find your times like the TGIFs or like reminding, um, thinking of the Thanksgiving or thinking of those days that maybe other people aren't thinking of are all really wonderful tools of support. Sidebar, I've been listening to this whole thing thinking I had no idea that the TGIF was related to Kelsey's mom. And I thought that Mads was just super excited on Friday sending us these messages. And I was like, oh my God, I really needed that going into my weekend. She's like, thank goodness she sent that message. I literally had no idea it was related to this, which is so funny that I'm learning it now. Um, but thank you. It really does help it me. It does help. That was my mom's <laughs> energy. It's just like, it's Friday. It's positive. It's the weekend. Like, and so that is the exact <laughs> energy, though, that she would have wanted to be channeled. It's just like, yes, it's Friday. We're going to have fun with it no matter what. So that's amazing, Kathy. <laughs> We've got to keep the we've got to keep the Carrie Rothhaus energy alive. And Kelsey, yes. I was want to be clear. Yes. I was not like saying that to be like act like I felt like once I said it, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like I was like fishing for a compliment. I was genuinely no, curious I because I've had that I've had that thought at work. I'm like, is this gonna help her feel better or help her feel worse? Because I don't sometimes like if somebody says something to me and I'm not thinking about it, or like my friend, I love her. She listens to this podcast now. I love her, I love her, I love her, but like we'll do the same thing that like you guys do. It's like, oh, we're in the dead parents club. Like she'll call me so upset and be like, dude, my grandpa died. And I'm like, oh my God, my grandpa died too. And then we just like kind of like joke, like, you know, like, like laugh and then she could be sad about it. But it's kind of on those lines where it's like, sometimes you just got to make it conversational, I guess. <laughs> yes. And not closet it. Exactly. And it doesn't, yes, and exactly. like, it doesn't yes. have to be, okay, you set aside a really sad hour where you turn all the lights off in your room and you cry about <laughs> it. And then you re-enter the world and act like nothing has happened. Like, it's kind of, like I said, the example of like, oh, this thing reminded me of your mom, like a quick text about that. Or like, I know this date's coming up, like thinking about you or like, I found this picture, like, oh my gosh, like those little things that just like, blend into your everyday life and everyday interactions to the point it was so subtle that like Kathy didn't even realize like that's kind of cool and that's where I hope we can influence people to know that those little things are okay and it goes back I think I've said this point before of like that fear people have of like I don't want to upset them I don't want to upset them I don't want to remind them of them um in most all I cases like Kathy said I think <laughs> I know like Kathy said, she's never gone through a milestone without thinking about it. Like we're already thinking about it. So you texting or adding something, I don't think in most all cases will ever like deeply upset somebody out of the blue. If anything, it's just like, oh, this isn't just something that's existing in my head. This is something that somebody else thought of and it's impacting someone else and they're willing to share with me. So I think it's nice. TGIF. Now we got to just text in every Friday and so <laughs> And now I'm going to. Now that I know it never makes you sad, I'm going to. Um, no. One thing that I was thinking of when you said that makes you feel good is I remember I wrote it down and it's very brief, but when my grandpa passed away, I left work and I was like, I just got to go. And so this was like a year ago. And at my old company, my like admin person who would do all of our HR stuff, I remember she asked me, she was like, what's the thing? Like she knew I was really passionate about like my mental health. And so she donated, I got an email that she had donated to to write love on her arms which is a self-harm um and you know mental health 
awareness organization, she had donated in my grandpa's name. And something like that was something I never even like thought of or considered doing touched me so much that like it's something that I've tried to like kind of bring into my own life. But that's something that I don't know. I wrote it down. I want to make sure I touched on it because it's something that's easy. I mean, and she's like, well, who know, hopefully one day I can like donate more. And I was like, even if it's like 50 cents, like the fact that you thought of like doing something for me and she's like, where do you want me to donate? And I was like, I was like nothing. And I was like, you know, like I'm not really part of their church. So like, I don't want you to like put your hard earned money, like it's whatever. And the fact that she had taken that note to do something so personal for me is probably one of the sweetest things that anyone has ever done. No, I love that. That's another great tip to add to this episode. We had a lot of people donate to the American Cancer Society in her name, and we got sent a lot of those. And I think that's another great way if you're not really sure what to do or you don't feel like, you know, flowers can be expensive, whatever, and you're just able to donate, let's say like $10, $20 to a cause in somebody's name. I think that's a very powerful thoughtful, kind response to grieving as well. Um, I know like we, I think marked in her obituary, maybe like if send any donation, like we, like we put it there. So if like people wanted to send donations there, they could. And I know it's common that you say in lieu of flowers at funeral services, like donate to X, Y, Z, or if they're a part of some foundation or there's a certain cause so those, that's another great avenue. Good one, Mads. And then the last thing I just want to say on kind of this same note is that if you can't send flowers or you would not like to send flowers, I, again, I just think like there are um, so many like types of substitutes to, to send, I guess. And one of those being kind of like a self-care box of all those people, uh, all the persons like either a favorite treat or chip, like chips or dessert or something like that. Um, something that is like soothing for them, whether it's like a bath bomb or a journal or um, like, I know like a face, girls like to do a face mask or things like that. Um, I think I've just seen that firsthand be such a better, like, useful, I guess, gift versus flowers and flowers are beautiful. And I think we've mentioned this before, however, they do die. And it's a little bit depressing when all the flowers then die, because it's almost like, okay, well, is it over now? Like, like, everything's gonna die. Oh, my gosh, like, no. So I don't know, I think like having just a little bit of um, self care or any sort of like, things like that, um, that can help. And I, I also liked the self-care aspect because um, some people like aren't really hungry after grieving. I know like I'm somebody that was like, I didn't want to eat at all. So food is actually really hard and like doesn't get consumed. So that just might be like another, um, just another substitute. Guys, I feel like my heart is so full. Like, I just love you guys. Like, it's so, like, I don't know. We were talking about this. I know I told you I was kind of zombie-ish and, like, I wasn't really feeling myself today. And, like, just, like, we've had so many laughs and, like, know so much. And, like, I know we talked about it earlier, but you guys know more about me than some of the people I, like, see every day. And, like, I've met and hugged in real life, which is kind of crazy. Um, Not even just about grieving, like, about, like, dates and, like, work and things. Um, But I'm just so grateful for you guys. My heart is so full right now. I am so grateful for you guys and this place as well, like this space we're hopefully creating and having and just good friends. Like we have a group text. We talk all the time. I absolutely love it. Um, 
apparently my brain is not fully here today because I have one more thing <laughs> that I wanted to throw in that was unique <laughs> to a support. And I just to add on to Kathy before we do wrap up, um, I actually had a friend who paid for two therapy sessions for me, knowing oh, like, wow. which I think oh, is a really interesting one and really thoughtful. And she was someone who had personally been through a trauma herself. So she like had a connection and she said a friend did the same thing for her. So she wanted to pay it forward with the same person. And I was blown away by that. And because that was something that was like immediately helpful, thoughtful, expensive, hard to find. And just in terms of the theme and like, obviously that's a bigger financial undertaking and not just for anyone, but just to really show the scale of like, you don't just need to send flowers or card. Like you said, the self-care stuff is great. If they're asking for food, great. If you want to go like items or gifts or thoughtful little things, like all of that. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting one that she sent me two therapy sessions. Um, did she like the therapist she had worked did with? She, like, oh, that, so she, like, she worked a with a therapist. She worked with a therapist and said, here's, here's so-and-so's name I highly recommend. And I reached out to her and I had a whole session with her and I was going to pay the therapist. Wow. I had no idea. And she was like, actually your friend, um, her name's Katie, covered oh this gosh. session and another session. And I was like, oh my God, oh my like God. that is so nice and thoughtful. So sorry, I needed to include that because that is a really unique example. Um, I'll transition it though, because Kathy and I are very big watchers of This Is Us and we are going to need <laughs> therapy sessions after... Um, as the day we're recording, yes. the second to last episode of the entire series is going to be pr uh, premiering tonight. And I, you know, I think a lot of people generally know the premise of the show, but the, like one of the central characters, Mandy Moore's character, they've shown us in the preview, she's going to pass away in the episode. And it seems as though the entire family and all of the cast members are about to say goodbye to her which is going to be so sad and emotional. And Kathy and I and people on the internet are joking, like we all need to take the day off work tomorrow. We all need therapy probably after it. But um, it definitely led us to the conversation of thinking about the ways grief and loss and death are portrayed in TV shows and movies. And that that's a very big way, you know, when you haven't experienced one, you maybe experience it. And then when you've lived through one, a way that's like, either triggering or comforting. There's so many layers, our favorite word. So teasing that, that that'll be our episode <laughs> next week, kind of in the spirit of This Is Us, but also in general, just talking about TV shows and movies and kind of what that brings up and the good, the bad, and everything in between. Yeah. And I, I think I'm going to start a series that is a little bit um, reflective of, a little bit reflective of my experience. So I can maybe talk about that on the next one. Ooh, Perfect. interesting. I like it. I like the tea. I'm intrigued. And yes. And on that note, we are available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow, rate, and review. Share us with a friend. If you want to make fun of how Kelsey and Kathy are going to be crying over This Is Us, you can follow us on Instagram and DM because I would also love to do that. I'm just kidding. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, the Morning Crew, email themorningcrew at gmail.com, Facebook group. You can join us and chat in there um, and talk about your experiences with This Is Us. But I think that about wraps it. Did I forget anything? 
No, I think you covered it all. Covered it all. Yeah, we had a lot to pack into this one today, but it was a big topic and would love to hear also on Instagram. Maybe we can set up a post or a thread if anyone else listening has any other ideas they would like to add to kind of pool a big list of ideas for ways to support someone grieving. But thanks for listening. Yeah, we should definitely share all of those. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.